plugged in to the Outlet Radio Show with Azania Shangay. Listeners, thank you for plugging into the Outlet Radio Show for another week. I am your host, Azania Shangay. I'm so excited today because my guest is one of my girlfriends. We've known each other for a long, 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 long time. She is so amazing. She's a really beautiful, smart, and talented model, business owner, mom, friend. I mean, the list goes on and on. And okay, let me just introduce her so we can jump right in. This is my wonderful girlfriend, Cheryl Roberts. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Thank you so much. I'm super excited. Thanks for having me. I am me. so happy to have you here on the yes. show. Like, this is incredible. So this is what happened, people. Let me, let me, let me give you a little insight. I was, um, we're, we've been, we've been friends for years, but you know, also mm-hmm. friends on social media and stuff. And I yeah. saw Cheryl giving this speech and she was getting emotional and she was talking about her journey um, as a model and then into being a businesswoman, a business owner. And I just was like captivated by this testimony. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, there is no way I can go without having Cheryl on my show because this story has to be shared. It was so inspiring. And it was just a clip because, you know, those those little videos on Instagram are like so short. But just in that one moment, it was, I think it was a whole minute. I was just like, wow, this is she's amazing so i'm so happy that we get to have this conversation for the audience the listening audience what's so funny is that i feel that way about you i mean even though this is i guess supposed to be about me but i've known you since we took acting lessons with the spirited actor which was so long (laughs) ago and like just to see your journey and to see how you evolved and transitioned and blossomed and bloomed it's just it's amazing like Aww. you guys are blessed blessed to have her as the host of the show oh thank you so much cheryl that is so sweet don't have me out here crying because <laughs> they know it doesn't take much it doesn't take much to get me all weepy no, so thank seriously. you for, for that i really appreciate yeah, it thank you. so when we when i was um after i heard you give this speech i was very very clear that I was like, okay, send me your notes because I saw you holding papers. I want to see what you, um, what you, your full speech was about. <laughs> and so you very kindly photographed your, your um, notes from your speech and sent it to me. And so we're going to run through that for the audience because I thought okay. it was just really, really powerful. Who were you speaking okay. to when you were giving this speech? Um, I did a women's empowerment brunch called A Seat at the Table. And it was through um, this organization that someone saw me speak at a different event and they were on the board. So it's called the Business Women's Empowerment Organization, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the ladies called me and she said, you know, we, we, heard, we heard you at a different um, event and one of the people on our board recommended that we have you come and speak. Would you be interested? And I was like, sure, definitely. Definitely. 
I was like, what, you know, tell me the topic. What, what will it be about? And they just kind of like gave me a, a semi-broad topic and they said, just kind of speak from your heart. And that's what I did. Like the notes, I don't normally speak with notes, but you know, I just had my birthday and I turned 50. And so, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, just in case I forget something or, you know, they gave me like a time frame. They said, you need to speak for this amount of time. So I just wanted to make sure that I filled my time and that I was really informative um, to the people that I, the women that I was speaking to. So I had like notes and they were like big pieces of paper. Cause I can't say, <laughs> I told you I'm getting old. I, I needed that. I needed those. Okay. Notes. I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot to point out and I can't wait till you guys see pictures. <laughs> because she's like age defying. Oh she gosh. just turned 50 years old. It is ridiculous how amazing mm-hmm. you look. Like I always thought that 50 looked a whole lot different than you look. You are only- And so you have made me really excited about turning 50. I'm like, "Oh, is that what 50 is?" <laughs> okay, well then I'm all about 50. Let me get there. No, so you know I am cracking up. You're only <laughs> as old as you feel. I, I sincerely believe that. I I really attribute it to I mean, I guess you know it's your parents and it's your genetics or whatever, but I think it's like all about your mindset and how you feel about yourself that, you know, that is what happens with aging. Like if you don't, if you take care of yourself and you don't see it and you don't feel it and it's not in your spirit to embody that, then you won't be it. Because as you think and as you feel, that's what you are. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue because I went through your notes, I thumbed through your notes and I came up with about seven things in honor of Cheryl and the letter S I came up with seven subcategories for us to talk about that is pulled directly from your notes. The first thing I listed was self love. Yeah. And you said you made a very specific point of saying as women, we are taught to, as I'd like to say, focus out to make it about other people. Yeah. So what has your experience taught you in terms of you changing that focus? Um, you know what, for me, I think, the self-love didn't come in the beginning because I'm from Texas. Um, I'm like 5'9". I've been 5'9 since I was like 9, 10 years old. So <laughs> I was like the tallest, skinniest, lankiest, dark skin, um, thick Coke bottle glasses, you know, all of that stuff. So I grew up getting bullied and teased and all of that stuff. And so when I was really young, I internalized all of that and um, I took it all personally. And then as I got older, I, I realized that all of those things that all of those flaws that people um, used to put on me were the things that actually made me beautiful. Those are the things that made me a successful model. My sparkling white teeth, my brown chocolate skin, my tall, naturally thin body. And I just kind of like decided, you know what? You you can't you can't look at what other people say about you. You have to think what it is that you like about yourself. And the self-love for me, I guess, came much later. It came from me um, just going through a lot of different things. It came from me like wasting a lot of time in my 20s as a model, looking at other beautiful women on auditions and thinking, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. And oh my gosh, she's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, oh, you know, like I wish I could be like her or, or you know, I, I want to be like this. And when I look back now, even though I'm 50, but even in my 30s and 40s, when I look back on those pictures, you know, I think, shoot, I was popping. I was hot. Like, you yeah. know, I looked great. And so then when, you know, you get in your 40s and you gain a little weight or you or this happens or you get that wrinkle or whatever, then you look back and you say, wow, you know, 10 years b- before that 
or five years before that, I look great. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like you have to get to the point where you enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going. So it's like I always tell people like, you know, because I sell because I sell clothes, it's like women all the time they say, you know, oh, I don't want to buy this. I'm going to try to lose the 20 pounds. And I think like how long have you been saying you want to lose 20 pounds? You know what I mean? And then next year you might be five five more pounds or 10 right, more pounds. Exactly. So it's like you have to really just get to the point where you don't wait. You know what I mean? You you have to like you have to embody and love yourself for exactly who you are right now. Even if you're not where you want to be because I'm definitely not where I want to be, you know, in in life, in my evolution, in my journey. But at the same time, I'm not complacent, but I really do I really do love myself as I am now for all my flaws. I always say like I'm just perfectly imperfect, you know, with my flaws and all because that's what makes you unique and because I sell vintage clothes it's like my passion in that I feel like those are the things in vintage that those little imperfections in the clothing or the age of the clothing those are the things that make it valuable Mm -hmm. it's the same way you know like with with us you know what I mean it's like all of those things that we've been through kind of like make us who we are like they make us unique or they give us our quirky personality or they give us our sass or or they may give us you know that that sense you know everything about you as a woman you know what I mean that that we have all of the little tools that I say we have in our toolbox those are like all those self-love type things that like we get from our journey you know what I mean and so just over time I've just learned to just like you know what I gotta be me people may like me they may not like me but I won't take it personally because it's not about me. It means it's about them because I know yeah, me yeah. and I know Cheryl. Cheryl's pretty dope. Yeah, Cheryl, yeah, Cheryl really is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, got, I can testify to that. Yeah, she really is pretty dope. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned it. Um, so we should definitely talk about this business that you have. You've been a, mo- you, you've been a model for how many years now? Um, 29 years now. Okay, see, yeah. come on now. 29 years. <laughs> oh, we can have a whole conversation about that. Um. You've been a model for 29 years, mm-hmm. and then because of of this foundation that you have in fashion and beauty, you decided to then pivot to um, to selling clothes and helping yeah. women kind of find their 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 sense of style through yeah. your pieces yeah. and discover their sense of style through your pieces. And you have this beautiful and unique skill of being able to bring pieces that you might see on a hanger and be like, oh, I don't know. And then Cheryl will be like, no, I'm telling you with your skin and that body type and this. And then you put it on and it's like you you just got your life. You just Thank got you. your life from that piece. Yeah. I, I definitely want to spend some time talking about your business. It's called Indigo Style Vintage. Yep. Um, it started at home. Yeah, I started it as a pop-up. Actually, I started as a hobby like many years ago. I would just, when, when I traveled, a lot of times people think modeling is really glamorous, but you get to a booking generally like the day before and so you check into your hotel but you don't know what other people are there so you're usually by yourself so I would spend my time like checking in the hotels and asking the concierge like where's the thrift store or where's it you know where's mm-hmm. you know where's a, a, a vintage shop or whatever so I would just shop and do things on my own like when I would be out of town and I would pick up pieces and sometimes I would find great pieces and they weren't necessarily my size and I just they would be so amazing that I would just get them. And then like over time I accumulated like all these clothes. And so I just started like randomly going to flea markets and selling them. And I found that people really gravitated to them and liked them. So about four years ago when I said, you know, I'm like 45 and 
and modeling is starting to kind of slow down or take a different shape for me or a different form for me, I, I said, what can I do that I like? And so I started doing pop-ups, which are where you go to different locations and you sell your things. So it may be a street festival, it might be a flea market, or it might be an event with other vendors where we all get together and sell things. And so that was kind of my proof of concept. I did that for the past four years to kind of build the business, build the brand, um, gain customers, see what people really like, see what worked, refine my price point. Um, And during that time, I also had a boutique in my house. So I had clients that would just come to my house. I would do events at my house and just have people over. Um, And it would be kind of like just like girlfriends, like all getting together. People would people would come in and they would shop and they wouldn't even know each other but by the end of the evening at through you know through shopping and cocktails or whatever friendships would be formed and so I yeah, just yeah I was gonna say you forgot yeah. to mention the cocktails yeah I remember yeah I always have yeah you know you always gotta have cocktails <laughs> and, you know it just makes it better yeah but you know like it it became this this place it was like a safe haven where women could come and they knew that they would get honest feedback because when we go shop, a lot of times people just tell you anything to sell you clothes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like that. You know, I'm a, I'm that person that's like, that really looks good on you. And I might push you a little out of your comfort zone, you know, and say, why don't you just try it? Because, I mean, you're not, you don't have to buy it, but just mm-hmm. try it and, and see if you like it. Like, this is a place you can come and play. Mm-hmm. Things that you would never think that you would like or colors you would never normally wear. Just try it on. I mean, what what does it hurt? Your clothes off anyway. Just try, try this on too. And so people began to, like, give me their trust. You know what I mean? They would come in, and, they, and the other women would say, oh, my God, that looks so great on you. Or, oh, I don't really think so. And, and it became this place where, like, people liked to come and shop, find unique pieces, and also just, you know, chat, almost like a beauty shop. You know, you go to a beauty shop, mm-hmm. and you just talk to everybody, and you end up, you know, telling everybody about what's going on in your life and catching up. That's kind of how, how, how Indigo Style Vintage um bloomed I guess and then I got the opportunity to go into a space at 401 Tompkins Avenue um, with two other dynamic women of color and I I decided to do it with three weeks notice and so I went into the space with them and now it's like a co-op space there's three different stores in one store inside this store called Peace and Riot so there's Peace and Riot which is home decor and Indigo Style Vintage which is you know vintage retro and also designer resale clothing and Mary's Hands Jewelry, which is um, really beautiful, fine jewelry that she makes by hand. So it's just like a love fest there. And I absolutely love it. We've been open five and a half months and every month it just gets better and better. So yeah. I'm glad I did it. Yeah, it's a great energy in that space. Every time I go in there, because I usually go in there specifically to see you, <laughs> but I'm always lured into one of the other areas yeah. because it's just a, it's a really great space like yeah. all of the pieces in there really complement yeah. one another it's great energy it's a it's a it's a cool concept <laughs> I mean there's definitely things for every price point and everybody and everything is is picked from each each one of us you know they're hand selected items that are that are definitely done with and curated with care so I think that's like what kind of sets us apart yeah yeah I know what I really love most about my experience coming to you for pieces I I love regular retail. It's fine and everything. I just don't necessarily love seeing what I'm wearing on someone else. I've always been one to go to vintage shops yeah. and just kind of um, go through the right. I've only ever had patience in vintage stores. Yeah. I don't have patience for right, regular, regular retail. Store. And so what I love is that you really have such a really 
great eye. The pieces that you find are stunning and beautiful. And like you said, you have something for every size. I, I do. Is, I, I feel like great. everything isn't for everybody, but there's something for everybody at, at my shop. Like I have all sizes of, of clothing. I really take time to try to source larger sizes, which is one of the things that vintage is known for much smaller sizes. And I really take a lot of time and care into trying to find really dope, amazing stuff. Yeah. I watch my language. <laughs> you could dope, amazing here. stuff <laughs> on, and at, at, you know, in different um, sizes and at different price points. But the thing about my vintage is that, even if it's something 20s or 30s or, or whatever the era is, it's still got a modern appeal. Mm-hmm. Like it's still very totally. fashion forward. Um, and it's still it still is something that is very relevant right now in fashion. Like I, I feel like for me, my what I curate is stuff that is generally ahead of the trend. Yeah. Like I don't follow trends like department stores. Mm-hmm. I'm ahead of the trend. Like I go and I find things that I like. And then, you know, you might buy something and then the next year you might see it on the runway. Why? Mm-hmm. Because somebody probably saw you walking in it down the street and yep. took a picture of you and took it back to Marc Jacobs or Mew Mew or Prada or Gucci, which is all vintage this year. Um, definitely in and copied it because that's all fashion is. Everything in fashion is just a copy of something that's already been made or an inspiration of something that someone else has worn. And that's generally all around vintage. So Yeah. Well, well, anyway, guys, if you have an opportunity, definitely come and check out Cheryl's shop. What's the address again? It's 401 Tompkins Avenue, and it's in Brooklyn in Bed-Stuy. It's between Hancock and Jefferson, and it's called Indigo Style Vintage, and it's inside this store called Peace and Riot, which is really fantastic. Yeah, you guys definitely, like, come check out the racks. Just and. Come visit me. Just say hi. Yeah, come you say don't have hello. To buy anything. <laughs> Enjoy like just thumbing through the racks yeah. because you'll just be like, oh my god, and their yeah. shoes too. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's not just vintage. We also have brand new things and we curate capsule collections with young indie designers. So there really is like a nice mix of things for people. Like if you're not so into vintage, come by anyway because we have other things that are not mm-hmm. vintage. So you know, it, it, like I said, there's something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've gotten that out the okay. way, let's get back to this list yes. of, of all of these wonderful lessons that you were sh- imparting on that audience that day. So the next thing that I wrote down was saying no. Yeah. I love this one mm-hmm. because I find, I remember that I struggled with this a, a few years ago. I'm so much better. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so much no, better. It's a struggle now. for me daily, but even I though I still struggle with it from time to time, especially depending on the person, mm-hmm. you know, some of your close friends, you yeah. don't want to say no to them. Don't want to disappoint. Um, sometimes your family, you don't want to say yeah. no to them, but you have to mm-hmm. like find ways to do it. And I love that you, you made mention of this. So please elaborate on, on saying no. What, it, what is it? You know, meant to you? I, I think that, um, you know, and this is just for people, because I'm not going to say everything is, you know, for women, but for women and men, for everybody, like the biggest thing, one of the biggest lessons that you can learn is to to say no. Like saying no is all about that, like self-love and that self-care, because, you know, I find that you know, as women, we are, especially as women, we're taught from a very early age to please. We're, we're taught to like not say no, you know, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't want to be a, we don't want to be a bitch. We don't want to rock the boat. So at work, you know, we go along with ideas that we don't even, you know, we don't necessarily agree with, or we acquiesce, or we don't speak up, you know, when, when we feel uncomfortable, we go on a date and sometimes, you know, you don't like the guy, but you're just, you, you're, 
you know you don't like him and and then when he goes to kiss you or he goes for the rub or the whatever it's like you want to say no but then you don't want to make him uncomfortable or make it an awkward situation so I find that as women we really do go along with a lot of shit that we really we really shouldn't but you know what the best lesson that you can say is no because once you get that in your head to be like no and you can say it's a no no thank you no not today no I have plans no I'm practicing self-care no I'm not interested no I'm busy or just no how about that just no it 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 really is a very freeing thing because what you'll find is the reason you don't have so much time in your day or that there is never enough time in the day is because you're always taking on one extra thing or two extra things or one extra errand or you're doing this for your boyfriend or you're doing this for your kids or or you're doing this for your boss or you take on this extra project at work and you know what you can't do it all right you know what I mean so at some point you do have to stop and you do have to say no just for yourself because at the same time we have to be selfish for ourselves Absolutely. And being selfish for yourself means that you have to set those boundaries and you have to say, you know what, I'm going to put myself first. And so, no, I can't do that. That's part of self-love. That's top, that's that's part of like empowering yourself, like to say no. And, and I'm telling you, it's one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned. I'm going through divorce for nine years and it all because I didn't know how to say no. And now that I learned how to say no, that biggest no was that, you know what? I will no longer allow you to treat me any kind of way. Yeah. So when I say it's been the most freeing thing in the world, it's been the most freeing thing in the yeah, world. It's Y'all pretty get liberating. You it's to called say no. N-O. <laughs> <laughs> it's really liberating to say no. Yeah. Um, and it's and and it's really interesting because the first few times, if you're if you're a p- people pleaser, mm-hmm. the first few times that you start, it's going to be really difficult. It's very. It's going your voice will tremble yes. when you say it. You'll you'll Especially you'll be thinking like. about it later, mm-hmm. like oh maybe I should you know all of that, yeah. and then when you get when you get in your yeah. stride, you really are okay. You really are. It's you know, enough you for said me. something really <laughs> important that I think, you know, this there's this stigma attached to being selfish yeah. because it, you know, has a ne- negative connotation. Yeah. But honestly, there's something really important about yeah. being selfish. Sometimes you have At- to put yourself first. first. You have to do what's best I for agree. you because it's not always in other people's um, interest mm-hmm. to put to take care your of your best interest is not always Absolutely. their their best interest exactly. and they're not even interested in your best interest right so and it's not anyone else's responsibility if we're right. if we're gonna and have real talk we're gonna yes really talk it's no one else's responsibility to take care of you you nope. have to do that first you have to do it and yourself. so it's important exactly mm-hmm. so the the saying no is is such a huge part of that yeah. and i love that you said that in front of a group of mm-hmm. women because i'm sure somebody in that room was like oh my goodness yeah. a lot of uh, listen a lot of women were like mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> sure. you're right it's like i'm sure yeah you got to say no even to your kids sometimes you got to shut the door and mm-hmm. say no yeah. no and be no. okay with it and, and i know okay there are a lot that. of no feel a guilt. lot of parents who have guilt about yeah, that i have guilt but it's important it to have matter. those boundaries like they need to understand yep. those boundaries because exactly. what i've told my sisters both of my sisters are moms so i've told this to my younger sister you know like your children deserve their best mother mm-hmm. and they can't have their best mother if exactly. she's spent and yes. fully like just worn out yep. so sometimes you saying no to them is is them allowing you to recharge yeah. so that you can be the best be version better of for yourself them. For exactly them. for it's your important. man for your kids for mm-hmm. yourself for your job for everything sometimes you just gotta you have to say no yeah yeah and so that runs us into the next one which is self-empowerment oh yeah 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 you said um confidence is tied to getting a seat at the table 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You know what? It's like when I when I speak about like having a seat at the table, it's about feeling that you are deserving of it. Because so many women walk with self-doubt and negative talk. Mm-hmm. Not just women. I mean, people. I mean, you know, we all have the story that we paint in our head. And so the story that we paint in our head may not even be the real story. And many times it isn't mm-hmm. even the real story. Mm-hmm. It, it's just whatever we're thinking. So all that negative talk, you know, creates that self-doubt. Mm-hmm. So the self-empowerment part comes with, you know, you taking your power back from whatever different arenas that you've given it to and it could be the self-empowerment could be you know again putting yourself first or or self-empowerment could be you know about saying no or it could be about that self-love but at the end of the day it's whatever you need to create what you want Mm -hmm. so that's what's going to give you that seat at the table that confidence that you get from empowering yourself to be the best person that you can be mm-hmm. and that and and the empowerment that you get from putting yourself first sometimes or or actually going for what it is you really want you know yeah. and and knowing that you deserve it and yeah. knowing that you know what I can do this there's no reason why I can't do that that's what's going to get you that seat at the table because it's a ray that, that that's on TV right now she empowered herself. She's like, I'm not waiting on anybody to give me a deal. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my shit up on YouTube or the web or whatever, and and let people just see. And then if they don't like it, it's okay. I might get two clicks, and that two clicks turned into two thousand clicks, turned into two million clicks to whatever. And now she's on TV. So that's what I mean. That's about getting yourself a seat at the table, not waiting for someone else to do something for you. If I had been sitting around waiting, I never would have been a model. If I had been sitting around waiting, I would not be in the store. If I had been sitting around waiting, I would not own my house you know what I mean like there's so many things that like you know you have to say oh no I'm gonna do that it's about taking the necessary steps to build the life that you want because Mm -hmm. the end of the day it's really on you you know what I mean because if you really want to start a business you can you can do that for free with well you might not be able to do it for free but you can get your you can get all of the lessons that you want for free you can go to the Brooklyn Library they have resources you can go to Canva they have resources mm-hmm. you can go to Start Small Think Big mm-hmm. they have resources you can go to BOC they have resources you can go to the Women's Minority Business Network they have resources there are resources out there to help you do whatever it is you want to do so that self empowerment is about you saying you know what this is about me. I deserve this and this is what I want and this is how I'm going to go about it. It's creating a plan, a vision board and putting that into action and then just from that action, then doing it. It may not turn out right and it's okay. If it's okay, we all going to fail. Yeah. Please. I've been fired a million times from a million things, but it's okay. Yeah. I, I just, you know, get right back up and you go about it again, but you go about it a different way. So empowerment is about getting the lesson and it's about asking for help that's self-empowerment too not being afraid to ask for help and being okay with saying i don't know how to do this but then also not using that as an excuse not to get it done because at the end of the day you're gonna have to get it done so you have to go out and acquire the knowledge or gain the skill or find an ally to help you move so that you can empower yourself to get to where you want to be yeah yeah you know what? We need to put you like on <laughs> on a, on Oprah's channel or something because you are speaking the, the truth so right now. Sorry, I mean people. it's don't apologize. This, this no, everything just, that you said was just so on point. It's absolutely correct. I agree with you 
wholeheartedly. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was great. You also said protect your space while remaining open. Open. Mm-hmm. It's important. I remember um, speaking of Oprah. She had she had spoken with this woman before, and and the woman was in some sort of state where she could kind of feel people around her but she couldn't communicate Mm -hmm. and one of the lessons that she imparted on the audience when she was able to kind of regain her functions she said um be responsible for the the energy you bring into the space Mm -hmm. so when i saw that you said protect your space while remaining open yeah it made me think of that quote Mm -hmm. because you have to you know you want to be responsible for the energy you bring into a space but you also want to be responsible for the tone that you set in your space, right. you know, and, and what you allow mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. in and out. Yeah, those boundaries. Oh, definitely. my God. Yeah. The thing is, is that like, you know, a, a lot of times when we're hurt, we take it personally. Mm-hmm. And so it it makes us defensive and it makes us close up. So then what happens is you you become protective and it's OK to protect your space. It, it is. You, you should do that. But then at the same time, you still have to be open to whatever possibilities are out there. So it's like, you know, if, if, if you went to a place and you had a bad experience, don't be afraid to, you know, try something or go to that place again or try it again. And if, you know, you were dating and it didn't work out, you can't then just say, you know what, I'm not, I'm, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm finished. I'm, you know what, forget it. No, you, you have to still be open. I mean, I've been going through divorce for nine years. Luckily it's about to be over, but that hasn't stopped me from knowing in my heart that like, listen, I already know in whatever time it's going to come and I'm not in no rush, but I know I'm going to meet a dope ass individual who totally gets me a hundred percent and we're going to click and it's going to be in all cylinders and that's going to be my mate. I, I absolutely positively 100% believe that with all my heart and I enter into any new relationship, friendship, coffee date whatever with 100% openness to that now as soon as you start acting crazy I'm gonna pull that right back (laughs) but I'm gonna enter into it with that optimism of that possibility of you know like okay let me see where this where this goes you know you can't you can't shut yourself down and a lot of times many things that happen in life have absolutely nothing to do with you somebody's attitude to you or towards you or what they say or how they act or interact with you nothing to do with you so that's that's what I'm saying when you protect your space you set these boundaries up that are like you know yeah we're cool oh, but you can't say that let's mm-hmm. let's not get it twisted <laughs> we we got some boundaries here so yeah. that's at work that's with your man that's with your kids that's everything yeah you know what I mean everything that's the that's the very next thing I had on the list which is set boundaries mm-hmm. and I specifically underlined creating balance yeah and I think balance is a huge part of like the boundaries have to be there they in order for there, there to be balance. You gotta have boundaries, man. I'm telling you, you'll draw a line in the sand, a line in the sand. Somebody will cross it, and all you do is draw another line in the sand. What do they do? They cross it. Pretty soon, there's no line because they write up on you. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to say, "We're cool, but this can't happen again." Or right. I can't, I, I can't, I can't accept this, or I won't accept this. I know I'm better than this. I deserve more than this. Mm-hmm. And you have to know that about me. And if you don't, then I don't know what, what to tell you. Because for me, in all situations, I know Cheryl. Like I say, I'm telling people all the time, Cheryl is dope. I'm not perfect, but I'm pretty cool. I'm a pretty cool chick to be around and hang around. <laughs> I'm a great friend. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, um, a great mom, or at least I try to be. I tell my son I'm not perfect, but I definitely try my 
hardest all the time. In a relationship, I'm 100% in. I'm all in all the time until you show me something different. But there's a boundary. Mm-hmm. If you disrespect me, if you know you're not, if if you if you don't place the importance on me that I place on me, if you mess with my time, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we have to set those boundaries of like, this is what I can take and this is what I can't take. That's yeah. what the boundaries are. That's the balance. That's how you create it. It's like that yeah, yin and, and the yang. I know for me with the creating balance is something that I'm working on right now, particularly with that's the radio hard. show, because mm-hmm. when you are, as you know, you're a business mm-hmm. owner and everything, we were having that conversation yeah, not too long ago, how you. so many things, you wear yeah. so many hats yes. when you're a business yes. owner. Yes. And me, this this show it's kind of resting on me, even yeah. though I definitely have support yeah. from friends. Um, yeah. I carry the bulk of yeah. the responsibility here. And you're so the host, I'm, you're the producer, you're the, <laughs> right. you're the writer, the editor, you're the, editor, you're the, the talent, you're the, you're sh- like everything. Listen, there's so some talent right here. For me, I have to, um, I have to figure out a, a way of striking a balance between mm-hmm. being inundated mm-hmm. and fully consumed by my work so right now it's about me creating boundaries within my work right? so yeah. that I can still be in relationship with mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. I care about and that mm-hmm. I miss and that I'd like to see and right. stuff. So the, I, I mean, the balance just, is a, it's such a big a thing. But you know what the thing about the balance is that, and I think I was telling you this the other day, is that for me, because I tend to get overwhelmed with how much stuff I have to do because I literally have list and list and list of things to do. It's about what is the most important thing to do right now, this minute? And I'm compartmentalized. So it may be something that I intended to do this morning, but then something else came up. And now this then takes the place of this. So I do what is the most important thing for me to do. And sometimes part of that balance is you might have to hustle and tell your friends, um, it's a no right now. For mm-hmm. the next month, I got to focus on mm-hmm. this. And you might have to do that. You might have to say no to some events and some social outings. And you might not be able to do the things you want to do. And you might be a little tired. And then after that, then you can go back to doing whatever. You know, it's ebbs and flows. But you got to also know, like, okay, when I'm super tired, then, you know, you got to rest. But you got to just compartmentalize and do the things that you have to do. That's what you got to do. And in that order. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that you, the next thing that I wrote down that you spoke about, and I found it interesting that this was something you decided to mention when speaking to a room full of women. It's you were referring to the social media myth, oh what I label it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because oftentimes what happens is you start looking at people's, you look at mm-hmm. snapshots of people's lives, like mm-hmm. just moments of their mm-hmm. life. And you start curated to compare, moments, highly curated moments. Yeah. And you, it creates, it create it often creates within us negative self-talk mm-hmm. comparisons and you wrote mm-hmm. envy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Can you just d- delve into that for the a moment? The grass is not always greener on the other side. Like I, I really a hundred percent, believe this it's like it's like if 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 you're in a country and, and I say this all the time it's funny but like if you're in a country that doesn't get a lot of television you know or whatever and so the only shows that they see about black people are good times and the Jeffersons then that's the vision that they'll have but that's right. not really what's real no. we know what's good right. you know what I mean it's the same thing in real life same thing on social media like we look at people's Instagram and we see them in these beautiful clothes and they're in these beautiful pictures and they look like they're going to these great dinners and they've got these fabulous friends and in this fabulous life and these perfect and, relationships yeah, and these great relationships and you don't know you don't have a clue of what's real I mean I have a friend who literally gets sometimes gets dressed and puts her 
best stuff on her to the nines makeup and all she will take pictures and then take all that stuff back off and get right back in the bed and she takes it as if she's going someplace and she ain't going nowhere she's right at home but it's it's about like the image that she's curating for her brand or for her followers Mm -hmm. and it's not it's not necessarily her it doesn't make her bad doesn't make her good it's not it's not a judgment thing at all it's just a point of just saying that she's not real like a lot of this stuff is not real like you'll see you know like all this this fabulous vacation but you're not seeing all the bills that these people have when they come back from that fabulous (laughs) vacation and you're not seeing you know all these clothes that these celebrities and stuff are wearing are borrowed you know what i mean they're bought and with the tags taken on and then they take the picture and they take that right on back to neiman's mm-hmm. you know until the point where neiman's is like yeah i'm sorry so no we're gonna have to decline you returning anymore like you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. it's like it's not it's like we create these visions of other people in their lives but we don't really know their lives yeah we're it's like, filling in the gaps yeah we're, we're filling in the gaps and then we fill in yeah, the gaps we're yeah. filling in gaps but we don't we don't see the real thing and all you have to do is equate it to your life it's like what do you put out there like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you're not putting out that you just had a fight with your boyfriend or that you and your mom are not getting along or that you know your rent is going up or that you know whatever you, you just got put on your last notice at your job like okay if you come in late one more time you know what i mean like nobody nobody wants to put that on social media nope. you know what i mean they want to put the great stuff on social media but the thing about me is i put all kinds of i put my I, like i don't I, one thing i will say is i don't put my entire life on on social media mm-hmm. i put snippets of my life but they're honest snippets of my mm-hmm. life they're not always good you know like i don't mind posting it, it, a post that, that you know about a bad experience or a bad day or something about me that I'm thinking or that I'm feeling that's not always like great because you know what life is not always great you know what I mean and if you mess around you'll really be thinking like is it just me am I the only one that's you know sitting at home on a Saturday night sad or lonely or whatever while everybody's no other people are doing it too you know and even if they're not so what you know what I mean that's one of the reasons why I feel I feel a lot of concern for the the generation of kids that are coming up and Young growing kids. up in this age yeah. because I Pressure. think that they honestly think when they're mm-hmm. seeing other people's lives, they're thinking that they're the, it's just me yeah. who's having a rough time or who's yeah. depressed or who or whatever. And so I, you know, or who doesn't have? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really it's interesting, and I know that, and not just kids because I've fallen subject to that too, where I've actually had to take social media breaks because mm-hmm. I'll see, you know, as an actor, you, mm-hmm. you can probably probably relate. I'm sure a lot of people on your feet are working actors or artists or whatever, and mm-hmm. you'll just see them just thriving, yeah. and you'll see, oh my God, they have work and they've booked and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see the post about the auditions they didn't yeah, get or whatever. Yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. like you see the the, exactly. the success stories exactly. so I would start to think okay well maybe I'm the only one who's not booking or maybe I'm mm. the only one who's having mm. struggles with this or that and so I just had to pull away mm-hmm. and kind of just focus on me for a yeah. minute and figure it out yeah. and so I love that you spoke to a room full of women about this because I know I'm not the only one Mm-mm. who's felt that way who's felt like um, um, who's compared mm-hmm. my journey, my experience to someone else's snapshot right. and felt like, oh my God, am, am I, I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more. I should be in a better place in my right. life at this point. We all think that. You know? and, the whole, and the whole point is, is that like, you know, people, like I said, they only see, you know, the good things. And the thing, and the thing is, is that your journey's not their journey. Like that hustle that they have might be their only hustle. And maybe they have a support system that you don't that allows them to go on, 
you know, 20 auditions. Whereas you might have to juggle because you got to have another job job and this and that Mm -hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like you can't ever compare yourself to someone else. You know what I mean? You'll look at someone and be like, oh, she's really beautiful. Or like, how did she drop that baby waiter? And I'm still, and I still have mine a year later. Listen, listen, we, you know, we all know that, that, that everything is not real. Not, not, not asses, not boobs, not your face. You know what I mean? Not your, not your nails, not, not your, your hair. hair. Exactly. <laughs> so let's just, let's just keep it. It's the same with the social media. Let's just like, let's just debunk that myth. Like everything that glitters is not gold. That's, that's it. You know, it's, it's not real. And, and you got to figure out, you know, your journey and where you going and how you're going to get there and what's going to work for you. Cause people, I, I swear people come in and they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, your story, blah, blah, blah. I've been doing this for four years. Some people come in the store and they're like, oh, my gosh, wow. You know, you got a store. I've been hustling that for four years. That modeling, I've been doing for 30 years, 30, mm-hmm. 29 years, 28 and 29 years I've been a model. And so people are like, oh, my gosh, you know, da, da, you're successful. Da, da. You know how many auditions and stuff I go on that I don't get a call back mm-hmm. or that I'm on hold for? I'm always on hold for something or another. Always. I just on hold for some for something last week. I didn't book it. But they'll, but the, when you leave the room, you'll think you're booking it. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, "Oh my gosh, you know, so great, blah blah." blah. I'm gonna call your agent. You walk out thinking like, "Oh yeah, I got this," and you get no call, no call. Yeah. So I've just learned to like leave that right there, right there. As soon as I come out the room, I forget about it. People say, "Oh, what did you audition for?" I don't even remember half the time. Mm-hmm. That's literally how much I just forget about it. I go mm-hmm. in, do whatever, boom, boom, and I'm out, and I go on about my day because it's not, it's not, it's not all that stuff. I feel like. If I started to look at, you know, like, well, she's booking and I'm not booking and she's working and I'm not working. I'm not comparing myself to somebody else that's working. I'm 50. So why am I looking at a girl that's 30 and working? I was working at 32. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) working every day at 30. I'm not working every day at 50. Number one, because I don't look 50. So when I go on something for, you know, all this old people medications and all this stuff, I don't look. That's not me. And I see why they're not booking me because that's not me. And I'm not even going to change my appearance my agent says oh well, why don't you just put a wig on or why don't you you know just dress a little different no no as you think and as you do is as you are so nope not me I know that's i'm gonna right. be cute and i'm gonna be cheryl and i'm gonna, be, <laughs> and I'm gonna keep, look, keep it looking just like this and i'll just won't book it i mean obviously i want that money and yeah, as an actor you have to conform or whatever but you know it's different in a in a movie than a commercial in a commercial you know you are playing a character but that character is still representative of yourself mm-hmm. and mm, nope not me yeah. No, you're not going to catch me out there like that. Nope. I know that's right. <laughs> One of the other things that you said, well, you mentioned it earlier and I was, and, and we're jumping back to it. You said seek help. Mm-hmm. Um, help, asking for help. Oh my God, that has been like one of the hardest yeah. lessons for me to learn. Yeah. I swear to you, that really, that's like setting ego aside and mm-hmm. that's difficult. Ego, to, pride. To get all of it and just... Asking someone for help, being honest Mm -hmm. that you need help. Oh, my goodness. Because there's such a stigma that I used to walk around with attached to asking for help because I felt like it was I had this whole judgment of, you know, like um, being weak Mm -hmm. or not Mm -hmm. having done enough in my life or whatever. Um, So that had to be dispelled and I had to be broken down in my life to a point where I didn't have a choice but, but to ask yeah, ask for help yeah. just so I could learn that lesson Yeah. and now I will ask for help I still yeah. have a little frog in my throat You're when right. I do but it's not what it was before yeah. I mean it was yeah. it was so it's incredibly difficult. hard it is it's, it's, it's difficult to ask somebody 
for help. It's difficult to admit that you need help because number one, then you, you sometimes you feel like then it makes you less because you have to ask for help. But in reality, we all need help. Mm-hmm. Some Sometimes, you know, I think part of the problem I know for me in asking for help is that um, I'm not a person that asks somebody for help. So if I ever ask you to help me, you you gotta know it's that I really do need it mm-hmm. because otherwise I wouldn't ask you because yeah. that's not me. Everybody, know, I'm, I'm a very self sufficient person, um, and I will do stuff on my own like to a fault. But the one thing that I have a hard time with is that it takes a lot for me to ask you for help. But if I ask you for help and then you throw it back in my face, ooh. That's a bitter pill to swallow. Yeah. But and so and then it makes you shut down and not ask for help. But you know what I've learned is that you know what? You might ask somebody for help and they might throw it back in your face and they might not. But you don't know until you ask. And if you really need help, guess what? Who the heck cares? Right. You know what I mean? Like you need what you need when you need it. And so it's we really have to get to a point where we ask for help. Like part of that help could be like I go to therapy I'm not ashamed not to say I go to therapy most black people don't believe in therapy shit I therapy, believe in therapy helped me and, and definitely saved my life because when I was when I when I first left my husband I was like super depressed super depressed like oh I failed at my marriage and what did I do wrong and it was me and I went to therapy and therapy is supposed to just help you become more clear about yourself people have this myth of thinking like that therapy is a person telling you and trying to fix you no it's nothing about it's nothing about, it just keep, makes you it takes away the negative self-talk and allows you to be clear yeah and it helps you unpack it, it there's a lot you, of things that are like yes, kind of tightly wound up it helps you kind of yes, unpack exactly. those things yes exactly and so in asking for that help that allowed me to help myself see oh that was that's that's exactly what it did asking for help it it, it allowed me to help myself because now I'm my own self-advocate you know now it's like now I see that like oh this is a pattern that was a pattern oh this is and oh this is not even about me again therapy allowed me to see that half the stuff that that happens is not even personal don't even take it personal so like I'm so glad that I finally opened myself up to allow myself to ask for help you know, I still have a difficult time with it, but I do it more and more. And now I don't even, if I ask you for help and you can't do it, which is something, again, I used to take like really personally. I don't take it personally because the other people are exercising their self-care. And at the end of the day, it's, it is about me. You know what I mean? And, and, and the responsibility is on me to do it, you know, to, to be, to the responsibility for me is on me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you for help. And I hope that you say yes if I really need it. But if you don't, that's okay too. And that's a valuable part of asking for help. You just said something that that sounded so profound to me. You said, and and it's just, it's such a great way to prepare yourself for a possible no mm-hmm. when you want to ask because it's that, I think that's what makes it nerve wracking to mm-hmm. ask someone for help. The fact that they might say no. Mm-hmm. But what you just said was so profound that I have to repeat it. You said them saying no is just them exercising their 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 own self care. Their own self care. Yeah. That is brilliant. And putting themselves first. Because then you, I mean, Ooh. and if you're a person who's practicing self self care, then you can respect that. Yes. You can say, okay. Exactly. Yeah, they may not have so time, good, and it may not be personal. Oh, you know that what was I mean? Good. Like you ask for help, but if they can't help you, it may not be personal. Right. Maybe they're selfish. 
that's not personal to you. That's about them. Yeah. Maybe they don't have time. Again, that's not personal to you. That's on them. Or maybe they just don't want to. And you know what? That's okay, too. Because then okay that too. means you don't want their help. You right. don't need their help. Yeah, you They're don't not want the right person to ask. Anything from anybody that they aren't willing exactly. to give freely. Yeah. To give freely. And with, and with love. Mm-hmm. And unconditionally. That's what I mean. So yeah. no matter how you look at it, you just ask. And, and whatever the answer is, it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you want it to be a yes, but if it's not okay, let me figure something else out. Right. And maybe in that no, it may have given you the time to figure something else out or maybe to ask someone else. Yeah. Ooh, girl, that was, ooh, that mm-hmm. was really, that was really great. That was, so <laughs> that was so good. Okay. So then the last thing that I wrote down, okay. which is something that's really important to me and I know it's really important to you it's about supporting our own yeah you know when you're an independent artist when you're an mm-hmm. independent business owner mm-hmm. um support is so Weird. important yep and even you just saying like just come by and say hi yeah even that alone it, it really makes a difference it makes yeah. a difference people think they like I don't want to go by I have a customer and she's a regular customer and I said and I talked to her this week and I said where you been girl she's like girl I have no money to come and shop so I haven't been you know that's why I haven't coming i'm like do you think that that i'd speak to you only when you want to come to my and shop and spend money with me no yeah. like come on say you know like come on say hi like i'm not you don't always have to buy something from me yeah. if you see something you like and you can afford it and you want it fine but if you don't that's okay too sometimes people want to buy stuff from me and i say no mm-mm, no mm-mm. that's not for you now if you really really want it you'll go ahead and buy it but there's sometimes it's just like that's not that's yeah. not representing you at your best you know what I mean right. so it's like I, I don't it, it, it's okay you gotta you gotta you have to be a person that supports other people as it's, women need like we all need to support we all need to support each other but like I'm a person I support so many people I support people that don't even F with me yeah. like on the real yeah on, like people that don't even they don't even speak to me but if they're the best at what they do if you're the best in hair care and somebody calls me and says oh I need a great hair care person I'll send them to you right. if you're you know if you're the best in the business for photography and or makeup or 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 you're a great publicist guess what I'm gonna I'm gonna say well I don't know her personally but I've heard wonderful things about her as a publicist so call her because I feel like she would be great a great fit for you from what I've seen of her right and that's okay yeah you know what I mean like I, I go to other I, I'm one of the few vintage people that go to other vintage people and buy vintage not to resell but to wear yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause it's not, you know, it's yeah, not even about I mean, that. We're in this together. We're, there's enough yeah, for everybody. Enough and for me, everybody. support comes in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Just like you saying, um, for somebody to come by and say hello. Yeah. I know for me, for somebody to just say, Hey, you, you're doing yeah. a great job. Yeah. Like that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Or somebody to say, um, to, if you listen to the show, that's awesome. If you yeah. share the show, yeah. that's support. Yeah. If you just say, I saw what you did yeah. or, you know, whatever. Or any even kind just of give you a shout. Any kind supportive. of, exactly. All we, all we want is to be accepted and, and acknowledged. And even if not accepted, we want to be acknowledged. Just be acknowledged. Yeah. yeah. Support all. comes in many forms and yeah. many fashions. Yeah. And I think it's a so like important, IG, especially when you comment, you're, right? Oh, hey, girl. Yeah, comment all good. of that. If if you're 
if you're independent and you're doing this on your own, sometimes it's all on you and you can be so tunnel vision with your experience that you don't realize that people are, are seeing what you're doing. Yeah. So just for you to know that somebody sees you yeah. and sees your work or yeah. sees that you're hustling and, and they just acknowledge it yeah. with a, com- a comment or yeah. a hello or whatever, it could really like recharge your battery. Can I say one more thing about the support thing? Please do. I'm sorry. And I know because I know we're finishing, but the, no, go ahead. The, but I, I think this is like super important that, you know what? Don't worry about where the support comes from because sometimes perfect strangers are going to be the ones that are going to give you the biggest support mm-hmm. and your friends won't be the people that give you the biggest support Yeah, and be okay with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes for whatever reason, you might not, you, you may have friends who you think are going to be there for you or your family or your man or whatever. And they're not. And sometimes that, that lack of support from them makes you not have the confidence or or makes you think well maybe the idea isn't good or maybe what you're doing isn't good so you know what I mean it holds you back because of the lack of support but you know like support is is extremely important to support each other but don't let the lack of support keep you you from deter you that's right don't yeah. don't let it deter you from your hustle. Don't let it deter deter you from your grind, and don't let it deter you from your dream. Man, that was such a great note to end on because that is exactly the lesson that I'm learning through this experience. That very lesson right there, and I agree with you 100. percent And I'm so glad that I got to share you with the audience because you are so amazing. <laughs> and <laughs> I feel so. I I have to say this. I'm just gonna I'm gonna try not to get emotional. I just feel really blessed that particularly in this part of my life, this chapter that I'm in, that I am surrounded by women like you. So empowering, so strong, so beautiful, so independent, so driven, so focused. And I don't I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's by design. I think that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm. And I just feel like I must have stepped into a space in my womanhood where God was like okay you ready because I am so surrounded and I just feel like you're just so remarkable and you're so strong and I'm just so grateful to you for doing this and being here and being a witness to this experience too because you get to see me doing this yes I'm I'm so proud of you you. I am because when I say talent talent if you guys you have to see her in her craft. I mean, I know we're ending, but I just got to say, like, amazing. When I say can embody a character, just embodies it to where when you're watching it, it's not acting. It, it's being. That's what it is. If you see that, you, you, you'll know that, like, this woman is gifted in so many ways. So many ways. Like, if I think all the things she could be, that she's like, no, nah, I'm not really interested in that. She's a phenomenal makeup artist. She's she's a phenomenal hairstylist. She's a super creative person. She's a phenomenal actress. Like, she sings. I don't even know if you know that she sings. <laughs> she never sings for people. And she has a beautiful voice. I've heard her sing. I mean, and then now she has this radio show where she's doing it and doing it all. She's doing it and doing it and doing it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And when I say, when I look at you, you inspire me. 
there's no age on inspiration. You know what I mean? There's it's, it's it's nothing like that. And you do you you inspire me because you are constantly evolving and and growing. And and to see you opening yourself up to new challenges, it's just uh, it it makes it. It's like when you see other people doing doing what they do, it it gives you that fuel to then pursue your own stuff. And and, and you that's what you do for me. Oh God, tears just. <laughs> I love you so much. I really do. You're I my family. You I just, I'm so grateful to you. I can't even. There aren't enough words for me to, to express how much you mean to me. Thank you. And I'm so glad that you were able to do this today. I, before we go, you should tell people how they can follow you on social media. Oh, so Cheryl Roberts and the my Instagram is Indigo Style Vintage. Um, it's I N D I G O S T Y L E. Vintage, V-I-N-T-A-G-E. Um, so at Indigo Style Vintage, that's my IG. I have a website, which is indigostylevintage.com. And otherwise, I mean, listen, you can just come by the shop at 401 Tompkins Avenue. It's in Brooklyn. It's in Bed-Stuy. We sell vintage, retro, and designer resale. And we also do capsule collections with indie designers. So we sell brand new things um, as well so there really is something for everybody so just come by and say hi like i said you know you don't have to buy anything just come by check me out say hi tell a friend tag a friend yeah yeah definitely guys do yourself a favor do your wardrobe a favor (laughs) do your life a favor i appreciate it and if you want to continue to follow the outlet radio show you can follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at outlet radio show and if you want to follow me feel free I'm on Instagram and Twitter at I am Azania Shangay. Guys, this has been so great to sit here and share a little bit of my friend with you guys. She's so brilliant and she's going to be just doing great things, even more and more great things. I have no doubt. Cheryl, thank you for being on the show today. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, take care. Hi everyone, this is Cheryl Roberts and you're plugged in to the Outlet Radio Show with Zanya Shenge.